Welcome back everyone, another week of Taurus Talk here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. Have a couple great guests with me this week. One of our territory managers, John Eccleston. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Glad to be here. And from Blue Wing, one of our great marketing partners that we like to use for our dealers is Dan Bolt. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm excited about it. Today we're going to talk about retargeting existing customers, something that seems pretty intuitive, but a lot of folks kind of miss the mark on. And it's a great way to keep a revenue stream flowing into your company. Before we do that, Dan, can you just let folks know who you are, what your position is over at Blue Wing, how long you've been there, and then just a little bit on the the history of Blue Wing as a company and and how you guys have really worked into being a a really good marketing partner for HVAC companies. Just to give you guys a little bit of background on Darwell, Blue Wing as a whole. Basically, Blue Wing is a company that was founded roughly 60, 65 years ago. We started as a family-owned, family-run printing company, and over the years, we had a lot of clients coming to us asking for more than just printing. So roughly 15, 20 years ago, we really started adding additional services, everything from creative to list management to tracking to reporting. We were just getting a lot of requests to be more of a full-service agency, so that's what we do. We've kind of evolved from just a family printing company to a really full-on marketing company. How'd you get into the HVAC space where you work with so many of our dealers? We work in four or five different industries specifically. Me personally, I've been with the company about eight years. And the whole time I've been here, my sole focus has been in heating and cooling. And when I say heating and cooling, I guess you can, can encompass all the home services. We do work with plumbing electrical but me personally yeah that's that's really all i focus on there's an obvious focus on folks gaining new customers you know if you're not growing you're dying is the old saying but why is it so important for dealers to continue to contact their existing customer base and matt i think what's really important is the competition is Uh, a lot of my contractors have a customer base out there that they've sold equipment to but if they don't continue to market back at those customers, they kind of can get forgotten. And the competition is definitely out there doing it. So for future work, add-ons, repairs, service, it's really important that the contractor stays top of mind with the customer. If they miss that, then they miss a, a big opportunity of expanding future sales with that customer. I think also, you know, with their business, what's, at some point they want to retire, they want to sell the business. And what's extremely important is that customer base that they have. So keeping that base engaged in place is extremely important for them. Yeah, the last thing you want is to be the person that goes out and does all the legwork to install a new system in someone's home or retrofit a system and go through all that legwork just to have them forget who you are and use the next guy that they see a coupon in the mail for to do all their service and then you lose all that service money. Exactly, and, and I think customers get really excited and pumped about getting new customers and kind of forget that existing base that is extremely important. Dan, when we're talking about re-engaging these existing customers, what are some of the best ways that you've seen used in the HVAC industry and that really gets the customer base excited and, and re-engaged? There's quite a few, right? On the marketing spectrum, you have a variety of different ways to reach customers. I think the thing that's important, though, is we want to make sure that they're reaching the customers. and. When you look at some of the big media types, say TV, radio, billboards, you always have the chance to hit the customers, 
but you're not 100% sure you hit every single customer. So that's when things come into play like email. Email is good. A lot of dealers have some, if not all, of the email addresses for the customers they've worked with. I highly recommend growing that list. Um, every time you work with a customer, it's really easy to ask for it. A lot of my other clients use outbound calling to reach out to their customers. Really what we've seen is kind of the most effective is in the direct mail space. A lot of my clients are, are using direct mail to get to their past customers, typically about four times throughout the year. When you say they, they send out these direct mails to them, there's a variety of different messages you can put on the direct mail campaign. You don't just want to send kind of a random postcard that says, hey, come on back and use us again. What are some of the strategies that you folks over at Blue Wing use with these dealers to re-engage their customers in the direct mail campaign specifically? It's important to hit customers with a variety of different offers. You don't always know where they're gonna be in the buying cycle. You might have a good idea based on when you install the new unit, but really it's important to hit them with you know maintenance offers. We do a lot of furnace and spring AC tune-ups. There's ways that you can structure the postcard so that you can incentivize somebody to call. That's really what we're looking at, is we're looking at the campaigns that we mail, how many calls are we able to drive off of those campaigns? Obviously, you wanna hit them with repair offers, typically 50 to 55 off a repair is a really good, good starting point. And then lastly, you got you know your new install offers. End goal is you wanna sell the customer a new unit, but the timing's gotta be right. And if you're only hitting them with those type of offers, you're usually missing out on some of that repair work or that you know maintenance work. I think maybe tying into that too is, is just varying up the approach a little bit. We've had, working with Dan, some great success with uh, direct mail campaigns, but mixing it up with some e-blast, uh, email blasts out there, as well as social media. And some of the mail campaigns may uh, gravitate a little bit more to the older customers and social media maybe to some of the younger. But, but mixing that approach up is important. John, what are some of the advantages you know you touched on why you want to re-engage your folks but what are some of the advantages that your dealers have seen in keeping a strong existing customer base on top of adding their new customers i think uh, what's real important uh, to some of my contractors is referrals um, staying in touch with that base and continuing to communicate to that base those customers become a promoter for you and uh, word of mouth is is a is a great way to get some advertising out there at no cost, but keeping top of mind with those customers so that they do refer you, I think is, is really important for, for contractors to keep in mind. Dan, you know, we, we talked about a, a couple different versions of whether it be direct mail campaigns or email campaigns or anything like that. The most important thing is to hook somebody. To, to quote the band Blues Traveler, the hook brings you back, right? What are some of the hooks that you've used that you've seen a great amount of success with, whether it be in direct mail or email or social. Are there any specific hooks that you think have a greater level of success than others? Yeah, one of the things we do just kind of going on the direct mail side of things is we test hundreds of different formats, offers, campaigns in the industry to see what pulls. There's no silver bullet that you know you can market every single time and it's gonna kill it. But there are a lot of campaigns that we found that, that perform really well. One of the things we're finding right now is some of the out-of-the-box campaigns, like thick magnet postcard that's got a, a business card-sized magnet that attaches to it. 
that's performing really well. Laminated cards that have crack-off gift cards, those are performing really well. Your standard letters and postcards still do well, but you have to get into some of those offers like I was talking about where, for example, on a, on a tune-up campaign, the sooner somebody calls, the lower the price of the tune-up. And if they call a little bit later, the price goes up slightly. That just incentivizes the consumer to say, hey, I might need this and I can save an extra 10, 15 bucks by doing it now before the contractor's in the middle of their crazy season. Why wouldn't I give them a call? Uh, we're always testing. We're trying to find you know, what's, what's working best. But that on top of the offers, I think the offers vary by market. So we want to work with our clients to determine what those price points are. I mentioned earlier the $50 mark. Seems like on repair offers, that $50 mark is really where they're pulling. That doesn't mean 25 offer repair or 35 offer repair isn't going to work. It's just we've seen 50 and 55 pull real well. We might say, hey, you know, 30's doing all right. Maybe we should try 50 and see how that pulls. Same goes for the tune-up offers. What, what's your market? Uh, how competitive is your market? And like, let's let's take a look at that and kind of dissect it. Kind of adding on to what Dan was saying here on some of these different hooks and things that have worked. I know one of your customers. McLaren Keating AC does almost a letter from the owner once a year. Uh, we've seen them do that a couple times. Talk about how that idea came about and have they seen a great amount of success from that or not? They have and I think that personal touch that the, the owner is, is reaching out to the customer and touching base, I think that has a nice impact. It's a nice personal touch from the owner. That's, that's a, a really good piece. We do a couple different letters and uh, the thank you letter, uh, that's just kind of a you know, thank you from the owner with a few offers on there, that, that pulls real well. It, it is, it's just a personal touch from the owner that says, you know, here's my name, I'm signing off on on this and it seems to pull well. Dan, you mentioned that a lot of folks you have on a, a marketing cadence of four times a year to send out whether it be direct mail or email or, or any of those things. This is really for both of you. Uh, we'll start with you, Dan. Is there a specific timeline that you've seen that has a, a great level of conversion for existing customers where you don't want to hit them too soon because then you know you're you're kind of your message isn't going to be heard because they don't need service or they don't need any new equipment yet. But you also don't want to wait too long because then they've forgotten about you and maybe gone somewhere else. What's kind of that sweet spot from what you've seen? So what we're doing is we're putting together a, a plan based on the full year. So that includes seasonality. That includes um, obviously your, your peaks and your valleys if you're just uh, heating and cooling. If you have plumbing, you know, it levels it out a little. If you have electrical sometimes levels it but one of the things we do is we always try and take advantage of those seasons so we know in the spring and the fall there's going to be a lull it's a great time to market using direct mail because we see a, a nice boost spring and fall so one of the things i tell my clients is take advantage of that you know if you can use your customer base to offset those slow times it only keeps your you know your team busier during those times and, you know, it, it gets you the chance to get in the home. Even if you're marketing a tune-up, how many of those tune-ups can you convert into pairs or new unit sales? So I think it's figuring out, you know, what the cadence is. Typically, it'll be four times a year, but we really want to lay it out in a plan so that you're not hitting them, you know, every couple weeks and you're not hitting them once every six months. 
I have contractors that I sit down with at the beginning of the year, and I, we've hit this on other podcasts. It's so important at the beginning of the year to sit down and set that marketing plan for the year. As these contractors' business blows up during the busy season, they just don't have time to sit down and talk marketing. So when me and Dan work together with some of my contractors, we set a plan for the year that we get a sign-off just on the monthly mailings that we're doing so the contractors don't have to think about that. That, that program's set for the entire year. I've got contractors that are doing monthly mailings, and uh, you know, as Dan said, we'll go after the base, then we'll go after new prospects, and we'll alternate that. And throughout the year, we'll be hitting back and forth on those two. And it's allowed some of my contractors to eliminate the cost of home advisor and some other marketing dollars because this has been super effective for them to to drive leads. We've got other contractors that are just so busy during the the busy season that will start to target our mailings um, towards the end of the busy season, hit those shoulder seasons to keep them busy and leads coming in during the shoulder season. Yeah, so I just wanted to share one example with you guys. I have a client hadn't marketed to his customers in five, 10 years. It has been a long time. So he came to us and he said, hey, can you guys help me with some marketing? I said, definitely recommended marketing to his past customers first and foremost. And he pushed back for a little bit. He was like, I really want to reach new people. I'm not exactly comfortable marketing to my customers. They're already working with me. But I kind of pushed him a little bit and he, he agreed to it. So we did, we marketed to his customers and the response was fantastic. He got calls back. He heard from customers. I didn't know you were still in business. I, I haven't heard from you guys in so long. That's just the reason I hadn't called you. I, I didn't even know you guys were still around. And it really boosted his business. And he didn't have a huge customer base. It was three, 4,000 people on it. But it was a great opportunity for him to get back in touch. And it literally only took one or two campaigns before he saw significant response and was like, I, I don't know why I don't do this 10 times more throughout the year. Just because these people are such a good opportunity for me. And I've sold a ton of new units off of it. So I just, just wanted to share that quick example. That's great. Yeah, that's a, it's a perfect example. And it's a perfect way, perfect antidote to say to people, make sure you're hitting your existing customer base. John and Dan obviously both know what they're talking about. We want to thank them both for coming on to the podcast here. We want to thank everybody out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, you can stream us anywhere you can find a podcast. You can find Taurus Talk. Just search Taurus Talk. Follow along on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Talk to reach out to us directly. And you can catch all of our podcasts on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcast. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Talk. <laughs>